0: With Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation, even Santa Claus books with Dreams Unlimited Travel. So visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello and hey there hi there ho 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 there happy hanukkah merry christmas and happy holidays from the diz unplugged connecting with walt podcast i am your host and Diz historian michael bowling and i am joined by my co-host and producer craig williams so craig i need to take that candy cane out of
1: your mouth and say hello to everyone i just don't want to (laughs) is it one of those big old disneyland candy canes (laughs) Uh, i actually still have one in my cupboard from last year i just haven't been able to part with it i don't even think it's probably good anymore but
0: no i i have one that's like four years old that we use for decoration yeah and i carefully wrap it in bubble wrap every year
1: (laughs) oh no mine see both of mine broke on the way home uh uh, but i just haven't i I can't eat it yet so i'll Mm -hmm. get there i'll get to that point but i need a new
0: one and i vowed i'm eating the next one i get
1: yeah oh it's (laughs) last year whenever i ate uh one of our two candy canes it was probably the best peppermint treat i've ever had
0: that's what i've heard so i've heard they're great
1: i recommend eating it (laughs) (laughs) well i hope
0: craig you and kylie are having a very merry christmas i guess and the same to you and carol Thank you. We are. Yes, we've, we've unwrapped all of our gifts from Santa. But as a way of thanking our Connecting with Walt family for their support and loyalty, uh, Craig and I are delighted to share this gift with you on this very special day. A story from Disney historian and author Jim Corcus about a gift that changed the life of Walt Disney. Merry Christmas to all our friends and family of Connecting with Walt. Uh, Today, as we celebrate with our friends, with our families, and we share gifts, share food, share friendship and companionship, we're here with our good friend and Disney historian Jim Corcus who is going to
2: tell us a story about a Christmas gift that changed the life of Walt Disney. Yes, this is one of my uh, favorite stories, so uh, thank you uh, for letting me share it. And and for those of you who who are listening... This is my gift uh, to you. Um, Walt Disney uh, was never really fond of, of, of uh, getting gifts. He, he gave gifts to himself. Disneyland was, was considered, uh, one of the Imagineers told me, it, it was the biggest toy in the world for the biggest boy in the world. But Walt loved giving uh, gifts to others and making people happy. However, there was one gift that he received that he remembered uh, for over 50 years. The one gift that stuck in his mind, and it's the gift that gave us the Walt Disney that we remember today. Now, this is back in the days of uh, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, when Walt was a young boy, and uh, he was working for his... uh, uh, dad delivering newspapers so he would have to get up at uh... three thirty in the morning uh... In, in order to get the papers and deliver them and still get to school on time and then right after school he didn't have time to play with his friends uh, in fact, his brother Roy said uh, he still can't catch a baseball with any sense of certainty there, because he was out delivering the evening edition. Because in those days there were two different editions uh, of the of the newspaper, because news had happened during the day. So, so there you go. And uh, uh, for Walt, it w- it was a, a very rough uh, time. Sometimes he he was so tired he would just fall asleep, you know, uh, in in class. But he had to do this and. His dad paid everybody else, but he didn't pay Walter Roy, and he said, I give you a, a, a roof over your head, and I feed you, and, and that's your pay for, for delivering uh, this. So, uh, Walt goes, that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Uh, although he would sometimes order extra newspapers and sell them on the way to school <laughs> to, to earn a little extra money. Um and uh, it, was, it would get very cold in, in Kansas City and uh, uh, snowy. And, and, in fact, Walt uh, recalled one time where he had to deliver uh, newspapers where uh, the snow drifts were higher than he was. Now, now Walt was given to exaggeration to tell a good story. But as a Disney historian, I went back and said, OK, Walt's about 12, 13 years old at the time. Let's see what, you know, the, and Walt was absolutely right these things were towering over this uh, uh, five-foot-nine uh, uh, little boy there, uh, out there. But he would still deliver these, and he would have to uh, go up the wooden steps of, of the apartments. And, and it was so cold and frozen, uh, and it's dark. And he he would slip, and he would fall towards the bottom. And he would just cry, because he could. There was no one else around, and he, he hurt, but... He would do that, and his dad always insisted that uh, he put the newspaper behind uh, the storm door, the the screen door, so that it wasn't on the porch, it wouldn't get wet, it wouldn't get uh, damaged. And sometimes Walt would come home, and somebody had phoned and said, that son of yours hasn't delivered the newspaper. And uh, Elias wouldn't listen to Walt and give him another paper and send him back. And Walt would ring the bell or knock on the door, they'd open the door, and there's a paper falling right at their, their feet he says, they never thought to, to look there. And uh, as I said, they, they, they were a very, uh, they weren't a very well-off uh, family. You know, they, they made butter to, to sell. And there, there's the famous story that Elias wouldn't allow them to use butter on toast because that was butter that could be sold. So Flora would butter the toast underneath and pass it to Walt and, and, and Roy so they could have um, a, a little uh, a sample. So uh, Walt would be delivering these papers, and especially around Christmas time, he'd he'd uh, see things like. Uh, a box of uh, half-eaten candy out there and and uh, you know sometimes people will punch chocolates to see what's inside <laughs> to, to try and figure and, and Walt would finish off a couple of those and sometimes kids because it, it was a well-to-do neighborhood would leave their toys outside and so Walt would remember that sometimes he would play with the toys and then he was always very careful to put them back exactly as he found them and then he would have to rush and, and deliver uh the rest of the papers. So, um, Walt was never unhappy, never unhappy ever in, in, in his life. You know, uh, uh, he said, you know, I've, I've done all sorts of things, you know, in, in, in my life. And, you know, it didn't kill me, you know, you, you just go and, and you do that. But, uh, on his 13th, uh, as it was approaching his 13th birthday, he saw something that he really wanted. I, I don't know if any of you have, uh, uh, any children or nieces and, and nephews but when they get to a certain age they want to have a certain piece of clothing that everybody else at school is wearing uh, I've, I've learned never to try to anticipate that, just give a gift card, let them go make their own choice um, but there were these boots these leather boots and it, it seemed to Walt that every kid at the school had them except him and so he went and he talked to his dad and his dad said no that's too frivolous And so Walt being Walt came up with this whole story about how this would improve traction through the snow and it would make his feet feel more comfortable so he would deliver things more quickly. His father didn't buy uh, any of that. Now, now Walt's birthday was December 5th and Christmas was December 25th. And I don't know if any of you have uh, a birthday that is close to Christmas, but the thing that Walt's parents played on him is, well, since they're so close together... We'll just give you a bigger gift on Christmas. You know, we, you won't get anything on your birthday, but you'll get a bigger gift, you know. And it never seemed to, to work out that way. So uh, Walt thought, well, I'm still not, not going to get those. And so, of course, he didn't get anything uh, uh, for his birthday. He might have gotten a pair of underwear, but really nothing. Christmas came up, and underneath the tree was a package for Walt. And Walt figured, well, you know, it's a jacket, it's all of this. He opened it up, it was the boots. It was these leather boots with these straps and all this. What had happened is his mother, Flora, had taken a little money out each week uh, from the housekeeping budget and set it aside. Roy had gone out and gotten an extra job to get extra money so they could buy Walt those boots. So on Christmas Day, he had these boots. And Walt put them on, and they fit. And he felt he was 10 feet tall. And he felt he was the handsomest person in the entire world. And so he ran out uh, down the street uh, to the local drugstore and leaned up against the drugstore, sticking out his, his new boots to show everybody. Look at my boots. See, I I have the boots, and they got the leather straps and the metal hook, and you know all of this. And he spent his the day doing that with this huge smile on his face. You know, he, he could. He was a little boy for the his entire life, but but you know it, when he was a boy, he was a happy boy. And so, as it was getting late at night, he realized he needed to go home. It was Christmas dinner, and he he was starting to walk. And uh, on the street were these uh, blocks of ice. And so being a kid, he invented a game. He took his boots and he would hit a block of ice to see how far he could send it down the street. Or whether, like a pool game, he could carom it off the side of the curbs or underneath a horse or whatever. And he was having great fun. He was so proud of himself and he was getting better each time he was doing this. And he came up to this huge block of ice, so he had to take, you know, pull his leg back really far. And he smacked into the ice and he couldn't move. He, 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 he twisted and, 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 it, and it hurt inside that block of ice was a horseshoe nail, oh, and it gosh. had gone right through the boot and into his foot. And again, this is Christmas Day, people are home with their family, and so he saw people down on the other side of the block, down, t- and he would yell, help, 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 and they would move on. And sometimes people in wagons would come by, and he would yell out, and and they would think... This is just a kid. He's having fun on Christmas Day. He's trying to, you know, play a trick on us and go down. This one man, and Walt said he was there for a couple of hours. It could have been 20 minutes, but it seemed like a couple of hours to him. And it was getting later, and it was getting colder, and he was trying everything he could, and he could not pull out his, his, his foot. And a wagon came by, and the guy looked, and Walt said, Help, help. And... The guy drove on. And then he stopped and looked back and he said, Are you kidding me? And Walt, by this time, tears were coming down Walt's cheeks. And and he goes, No, 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 I'm stuck. So the guy pulled out a, a, a little axe from the back of the wagon, came over, chopped around the ice, pulled out Walt, and and Walt, even though he was he was like about five nine, very skinny kid, because again didn't eat uh, an awful lot and whatever, and the guy had to carry him, and carried him down the block uh, to the doctor who 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 is there, and the doctor put him down, and called in another guy. So the guy from the wagon and another guy had to hold Walt down, because the doctor said, "I'm sorry, kid, I got nothing to give give you, you know, no anesthetic, whatever," and the doctor had to cut away the boot and then with these big metal pliers reach in and twist to try to grab the horseshoe nail and pulled it out and then the worst according to Walt had to phone his father to come pick him up and also pay the doctor for this and Walt was in tears first off Because this was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He's never going to get these boots ever again. You know, this was a Christmas miracle to get these boots. This is it. They had to cut through the boots. There's no way of saving them. And so he gets carried home, is put on the living room couch because he has to, uh, because he was given a tetanus shot too, had to elevate his foot for two weeks so he couldn't step on it. Which made it even worse because now he can't deliver the newspapers in the morning and in the evening his dad has to do it himself or get to hire some other kid pay money, for that to do. And so Walt was there. And remember, this is in the days before radio and television and uh, uh, all of the. They didn't have a piano in the house, anything like that. There you are, all day. And uh, what would happen is uh, his mom. Uh, would uh, go down to the school about 3 o'clock or whatever to pick up his homework and bring it home for him to do. And then in the morning, she'd go and she'd drop it back back off. Now, um, uh, we've all heard of uh, Uncle Robert, who Walt stayed with out there. He was in Kansas City. And his wife, Margaret, supposedly a wonderful, wonderful person. It was... Um, Robert's first wife. His second wife out in California was not fond of Walt staying there. But Margaret uh, bought um, uh, Walt this huge uh, sketch pad. And uh, I don't know, I remember this as a kid, but they would use the cheapest possible paper so you could actually see a little wood pulp in there and, and some, uh, some crayons, and Walt would draw during the day. He'd draw little cartoons and what would happen is when Flora went to school is she'd drop off some of these cartoons with his friends but also drop them off at a barber shop that was on the way. And then when she would come back, uh, she would tell Walt, oh, yes, they love those cartoons and they, they love this and, you know, oh, my gosh, they thought this was so funny and could, could, could you uh, ever draw a, a, a cartoon of the, of the uh, uh, history teacher or whatever? And so it was at that moment, Walt decided he was going to be a cartoonist. It brought joy to other people. It was something he was good at. And it was the stupidest decision to make in his entire life. Because in those days, they didn't have the comic strip artists and all that. They had editorial cartoonists. But those editorial cartoonists had been there for years and would continue to be there uh, for years. There was no animated cartoons all of this and, and this is a poor family. He, he he should be working in a jelly factory, but no, he decided at that particular point. And this happens in some people's lives that very early in their life, they focus on, this is what I want to do. This is what I know I need to do. And when his foot got better, his, his father relented and, uh, Walt was able to, uh, to take in the evenings and, um, on the week, on the weekend, on Saturday, um, Special uh, art classes, and he studied under um, uh, Carrie Orr and uh, Leroy Gossett, who were the two uh, editorial cartoonists for the two main uh, newspapers at, at that time. And they both invited Walt to come to their offices and 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 see. And they both told him, "Kid, there's no job. <laughs> you know, there's only so many papers, and there's only so many editorial cartoonists. You know." Um, and so. Um, But it was that gift of those boots that transformed Walt's life, that led him to become the Walt Disney that we know today. And so on this very special day, I think it's important for all of us to realize that when you give a gift or when you receive a gift, be very, very careful because that may be that one gift that can change your entire life. And it could bring happiness to so many people in the entire world. So on behalf of, of Walt and uh, Diz Unplugged and uh, Michael and Craig and, and everybody else, I hope you are having the happiest of holidays. And I know Walt would want you to do that as well. And he is so grateful that you gave him the gift of smiling and being happy over something that he did. Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you, Jim. And Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Craig. Merry Christmas. And from all of us at Connecting with Walt, to all of you, our Diz friends and family, a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. We will be back with you in January for a new season of Connecting with Walt. And peace on Earth to all of us. Merry Christmas. And if you would like to read more stories like this about Walt Disney, his films, his parks, and more by Disney historian and author Jim Corcus, you can find his many, many books on Amazon.com and at themeparkpress.com, and we will have links to these in our show notes. Um, As I mentioned before, I highly recommend Jim's Vault of Vault series, which is a collection of stories about Walt Disney and his legacy. Vault of Vault. Volume 2 has a chapter devoted to Santa Walt. A couple of other favorites of mine by Jim are the definitive book on Mickey Mouse, The Book of Mouse, a celebration of Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse, and Who's Afraid of the Song of the South and other forbidden Disney stories. And what Disney fan doesn't want to know about things that are forbidden about Disney to add this one to your collection and uh, craig you know the jim's stories isn't it amazing that thanks to some boyhood shenanigans a mishap set the course of walt's life and career that now generations have come to enjoy
1: oh yeah no it's it's completely insane but you know that's what what else do you expect really honestly uh it's gotta be this just funny, bizarre story that sets up everything that we love to this day.
0: Oh, I know. It's just funny how, when we've, you know, in our last year of doing this show, uh, all of these little things that happened in Walt's life just set him on this path, mm-hmm. you know, from moving to Marceline, from all of the people Walt encountered in his life at Marceline, to to this craziness that Jim Cork has just told us, that where, uh, you know, where suddenly, you know, Aunt, Aunt Margaret, you know, gives him the... the 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 drawing pad that we talked about in an earlier episode and in the, the drawing pens and pencils and that sets that, that Walt determines hey this is something I want to continue doing and then you know in further episodes we examined other people that Walt encountered the the, the brain trust that you know, he found it at uh, the o Gram Studios in Kansas City, of all places. That that really set the 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 so whole um, animation industry, you know, moving forward yeah. in Hollywood. So it, it, it is remarkable, and and we all have these milestones in our lives that we don't really realize that that sort of set us on our paths. So so well, thank you so much for making us a part of your holiday celebration. And remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing that was all started by a man, Walt Disney, and his brother Roy. And Craig and I look forward to seeing you in the new year with a new season of connecting with Walt. Happy New Year.